All right, Mets fans, some quick information before we get to your regularly scheduled programming. I had a podcast all set and ready to go after the players had voted against a proposal from the owners to renegotiate the start of the season. You'll hear about all that once we get into the the real show here. But then I learned of the breaking news that Commissioner Rob Manfred has decided to go with their original agreement that happened at the start of the pandemic of how to restart a season. You'll hear me reference this in the show, so there's more information to be had later. But regardless, the bottom line is there now is a path for baseball to return. By 5 p.m. on Tuesday, the players had to agree to report to spring training 2.0 in seven days and agree to the health and safety guidelines. If that happens, we're going to get a season. It appears like it's going to be a 60-game season. I'll spend all of Wednesday talking about this stuff. I just wanted you to get this information on the front end because I was flying a little bit blind on the podcast, not knowing that that was going to come out. So I just wanted to address it here. For now, though, enjoy the show. You are Locked On Mets, your daily New York Mets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello to all you amazing Mets fans. You're listening to Locked On Mets, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. To get this show every day, I need you to subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Also, don't forget, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On Mets. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code Locked On to get $10 off your first order. Unfortunately, we still have no agreement in place to start a baseball season. On Monday, the players voted on yet another proposal, and once again, they turned it down. I'm going to talk about that in the first half of the show. Then later on in the second half, we got another potential investor that is joining the A-Rod J-Lo camp. So talk about who that is. And if that pushes this a little bit closer to the likelihood of a new deal or a sale. Before we get to any of that, though, I'm your host, Ryan Ficklestein. If you want to find any of my work, check me out on Twitter at FicklesteinRyan. You can also find some of my writing about the Mets at MetsmerizeOnline.com. Now, what made Monday significant compared to the other times we've seen these proposals get shut down by the players and the owners or whatever it may be is the fact that there was a vote with the uh, top of the players association, 38 people voted on this and 33 of the 38 voted the deal down. So there was a chance there and it's kind of part of this constant PR spin from both sides that this was an opportunity that the players could have followed up on their movement that you saw on social media where everyone was saying, you know, I'll play when and where. Just tell me when and where, and we'll play baseball. And, you know, there's a lot of public opinion right now looking at the players saying that on one hand and turning down this deal on another hand that are looking and they're like, these two sides don't compute. What's going on here? Why aren't the players agreeing to play baseball? The fact is... The players have an agreement to play baseball with the owners. They came to an agreement three months ago at the start of the pandemic. It included full prorated salary. 
and everything else. And the owner, I mean, not the owner, the commissioner, Rob Manfred, could simply say we're starting baseball on July 20th, 60-game season, boom, they can play. Now, there was a part of that on the owner's side that said they could renegotiate and get a new deal that could be collectively bargained to deal with potential financial losses and everything else. The players view that a little bit differently than the owners, and that's why they keep on butting heads. But this potential proposal that was shut down on Monday is essentially the same one that gained momentum last week. The 60-game season starting on July 20th, ending on September 27th, full prorated salaries for the players, $25 million player pool in the postseason, as well as an expanded postseason and the adoption of the universal DH. All that pretty straightforward. Here is where the players are continuing to say no. They look at some of those things they're going to give up, particularly the expanded playoffs, and they're saying that's way too big of a bargaining chip to not get enough back in return. It's that simple. And you can say the players are being greedy, whatever it is. The players' union is standing up for themselves because they want to get a bigger piece of the pie long-term. And if you start this now, if you continue to let the owners win on this stuff, because the last CBA, the owners completely got everything they wanted. So now the players are looking at all of this and they're saying, if we accept this now, if we're going to do an expanded playoffs of 16 teams in 2020 and 2021, where does that take our leverage on an expanded postseason into the next CBA? It probably diminishes that leverage a little bit because how are you going to, in a negotiation about how you're splitting up future revenue, say we don't want to do this thing that's making the league this amount of money. But they also at the same time want a portion of that money. And so maybe it's a $25 million player uh, pool for the postseason that they say, you know, we want 50 or whatever it is. And we talked last week, I believe, if you want to go back and listen to another podcast, where I broke down those, I think it was Monday last week, where I talked about the playoff deals that they were signing, the MLB was signing with their national TV partners, and it's astronomical numbers. So for the player side of things, they're saying, look, we have an agreement. For 12 extra games of prorated salary, we're not giving up these bargaining chips. And I can accept that. And so if Rob Manford just wants to do a 48-game season and the owners can't come to any term of an agreement that the players are happy with, play 48 games, play the playoffs as normal, and just go on from there. And so I don't know if that's the final conclusion to all this, But what I will say is each of these sides continues to look worse and worse. And what they're doing is they're alienating fans. And as much as everyone wanted to talk about how this was a great moment for baseball or a great opportunity where they could stand up and be the first sport back. First of all, they aren't now. NASCAR's back. Golf's back. Basketball's coming back. All these other places have caught up and lapped the Major League Baseball when it comes to returning. But Even those people that say, hey, look, if baseball started on July 4th, look at all the fans you would have brought in. Those people are going based off of a hypothesis, a guess. This could happen if they play baseball. This could be a time where you can endear yourself to new fans. And maybe it would have been. 
But the bigger thing now is you're losing fans. The fans who are not happy with watching baseball with the three true outcomes of a home run, a walk, or a strikeout. And they're saying, where did the game change? I missed the game that had the base stealing and the strong defense of putting the ball in play. Those fans who are already a little bit tired of the sport or are tired of the four-and-a-half-hour games with all the relief pitchers. They're saying, am I really going to keep on watching and putting up with this for you guys, for the owners and the players who are just both sides being painted in a light of greed right now? I don't know who's greedy. I don't know who's not greedy. But what I do know is there's fans out there who are fed up and done with baseball and may be done with baseball when everyone finally comes around and they get back to playing it. The bottom line for everyone right now, you know, for Mets fans in particular, you want to see the Mets versus the Nationals opening day. You want to see Scherzer versus DeGrom with Pete Alonzo, Jeff McNeil, and Brandon Nimmo do up. Of course, that's what you want to see. And I get that. At the same time, there is the massive elephant in the room of the coronavirus, which ironically the owners easily could have hid behind instead of getting all this bad PR. They easily could have said, look, it's not safe to play baseball. It's not safe to do all this stuff with travel and everything else. We're just going to put it off this year. We're going to postpone or we're going to cancel the 2020 season and postpone baseball until next summer. They could have done that and saved a lot of face. Instead, it's all about the money and for the owners trying to salvage as much of it as they can. And I understand that, but you're alienating baseball fans and it's just not a good look. No matter you know who you are in this situation, it's just turned into a bad look all the way around. And unfortunately, I don't know what the fallout of that is. And when you have these sides at odds the way they are, who knows how much worse it'll get from here when they have to go back to the negotiating table again after the 2021 season. It could get really, really ugly. So we will see what happens with that. But there is more negotiating to talk about getting rid of the Wilpon zone and the Mets. I'll get to that in just a second. But rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts to customers for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. You work hard for your money. Why are you going to spend double when you can find a cheaper part that you can put in yourself at rockauto.com? They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tan lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's your classic or your daily driver, Get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and then choose the brands and specifications and prices that you prefer. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Built Bars are the protein bars that taste like candy bars. There are 16 amazing flavors, 8 chocolate nut flavors, and 8 chocolate nut free flavors with bars all covered in 100% chocolate. These bars are soft and easy to chew, 
and they are healthy too. They are great for the health conscious guy as they come low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber. My favorite, the mint brownie bar, has 15 grams of protein, only 110 calories, just 4 grams of sugar, and 5 grams of net carbs. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON and you'll get $10 off your first order. Again, that's promo code LOCKEDON for $10 off at BuiltBar.com. Past couple of months, there's been no secrets about the fact that Alex Rodriguez and Jennifer Lopez are angling to buy the New York Mets, and they may have landed a big fish that will help them do just that. Mike Rapoli, a 51-year-old who is set to become a general partner on their bid, according to multiple reports. Rapoli is a native of Queens, so presumably a Mets fan. He is a big name in the beverage industry. He co-founded the beverage brand Vitamin Water and sold a big stake in the sports drink Body Armor, which he is the founder of as well, to Coca-Cola. Uh, there's reports that he sold Body Armor for $2 billion and Vitamin Water, I think, also sold to Coca-Cola for $4.1 billion. Regardless, he is a guy that, A, has a lot of money, but B, is known to take these brands and kind of build them up and and turn him into something that sells for a lot of money. Would not be surprising now if he could take the Mets brand and be one of the real creative partners that helps rejuvenate the brand and overall takes this this team and makes it a really, really smart investment. And right now, they're looking to get this team for a steal. Now, there was reports last week um, that... There was two investors that were going to combine, or maybe it was two weeks ago. Regardless, there was going to be two investors that were going to combine to put $250 million as part of the Rodriguez and Lopez um, bid to buy the Mets. And now it is pretty clear that Rapoli is one of those guys. Now with that being said, we don't know who the other investor is. David Portnoy of Barstool Sports is getting some some rumblings around his name that it might be him. Him and Rapoli own a horse together. Um, and also Rapoli co-hosted a, uh, a web series on Barstool Sports in 2019 called Big Brain. Um, so there is some friendship there. They are linked in that way. So it wouldn't be stunning to see that Portnoy and Rapoli were the two guys that were going to come together to put a quarter of a million dollars into buying the Mets. Portnoy is very controversial. <laughs> he is polarizing to say the least. Um, you know, a lot of people don't like Barstool Sports for various reasons. At the same time, he also has a huge following. So, as much as you want to say whatever about Dave Portnoy, and all, there's a lot of people who can say a lot of bad things. I'll just say this. The guy is clearly, one way or another, entertaining. And he is going to bring more interest in the Mets one way or another. 
Just just that simply. And he's not going to be a controlling partner in this, you don't think. It appears that A-Rod and J-Lo are trying to engineer this group where they're going to have a lot of say in what goes on, what happens. I don't know if that means that Alex Rodriguez becomes your president of baseball operations, similar to Derek Jeter with the Miami Marlins. I don't know exactly, but there are a lot of people that will be involved with running this team, and I don't think that Dave Portnoy is going to have the biggest of says in all of it. But he could contribute some pretty significant amounts of money to help get this investment group together, and then all of a sudden, you know, you're starting to move towards enough money that the Wilpons will budge and sell the team. Now, there is a connection with A-Rod to Barstool as well. He co-hosted uh, or co-hosts the Corp, a business-themed podcast on the Barstool Network with Dan Big Cat Katz, who's a big part of Barstool as well. So the bottom line is there's a lot of like-minded people with a lot of common interests now coming together into this investment group. There obviously is more money that probably needs to get brought in, and you got to negotiate with the Wilpons. So nothing is imminent. But this is a group that is starting to gain some steam towards maybe being the principal bidders on a potential auction of the Mets here that fans have been hoping for. So we'll see if it happens. Um, I still (laughs) can't help but wonder when Steve Cohen gets back into the fray. The talk with Steve Cohen up to this point has been he wants to see that the season's going to get played before he goes in to try to buy the Mets again, and he wants immediate control of the franchise. So obviously he's not willing right now to buy the Mets, no matter how much he wants them, while they continue to depreciate in value. It's just not good business. Once there is a season set to be played, at least the numbers start to make more sense. You know, okay, the New York Mets, because when you sell a team, every stapler... (laughs) that's an asset in the sale is part of these drawn out negotiations. You know, every single asset that is under the New York Mets umbrella, all of it gets calculated, all the money coming in. And so all of that helps an investment group come together with their bid and the two sides to eventually negotiate out a deal. So once a season is set, at least you can say, we're going to make X, Y, and Z off TV we have to play our players this amount that has been agreed to, and there can be a little bit more um, good faith negotiation going on to, to get a deal done. So once that happens, who knows? Maybe Steve Cohen says, oh, that A-Rod group is cute. They're going to they're gonna put this much money into it. I'm going to blow them out of the water, and I'm going to take this franchise right now. And maybe the Wilpons just had to bite the bullet, even though they don't want to negotiate with Steve Cohen anymore and say, you know what, this is a significant, uh, significantly better offer, maybe Cohen gets the team. I don't know. These are all theories, but it feels like everything is connected right now. We need baseball to get back for the Mets to get sold, but the Alex Rodriguez-Jennifer Lopez investment group is clearly getting their ducks in a row to be able to be the group that ultimately lands this team. We'll see if that is what actually happens when it's all said and done. Anyway, thank you for listening. Please remember to subscribe to this show wherever you get your podcasts. Also, if you want to get some more great baseball content, check out 
the Locked On MLB podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. All you have to do to get the show is tell your smart device to play podcast Locked On MLB.